Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of DM Talks. I'm your host Sarah DM and this is a podcast that aims to promote well-being and assist healing, whether that be physically, mentally or spiritually. Ultimately, we just want to be seen in our entirety and this podcast hopes to show listeners how multifaceted they are. We're all the centre of our own universe, so why don't we do more to better our own existence? Bada boom, bada boom. Um, hey everyone, how are we all this week? I'm feeling, no, let me not lie. I'm feeling a little bit tired. (laughs) I was like, I'm feeling great, but no, I'm feeling a bit tired. But I know that this tiredness is only going to make me understand what I need to rest on and what I need to express. And I'm really, really excited because today I'm going to have a guest who actually met through a live show. And since then, um, I've kept in contact with him because I just was like, oh, this person's vibes. I want to get to know. Um, we both attended Kalechi's live show and um, that was amazing. And yeah, they just, they stood up, they spoke their things and I was like, I need this person on my episode. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome you to the virtual stage, Sid the Aquarius. Hey guys. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, honestly. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. I feel like since I've followed you, I now just see you everywhere. Like, whether, really? well, I think it's like, well, we spoke a little bit about it last um, in the mini-sode, but um, Twitter spaces, tweets, just all of that stuff, just because like, I feel like, are you quite an active Twitter user? Uh, I am since club, but like since Twitter Spaces came out, I'm like more on Twitter now. So yeah, yeah, I'm a bit more um, active on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate it because I mean it's led to this, and like I really want to well use social media for this, like connection, networking, like understanding people from different backgrounds, getting people's stories, you know? So like, I'm really grateful for you to be here today. Um, how's your week been? Um, it's been a roller coaster. I was a bit mm-hmm. ill, as you know, and then I got better. And also like, I applied for a job last week on the Friday and then the Tuesday, which is next working day, they just got back to me and was like, yeah, we'd like to interview you. So I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, like the cost of living will not defeat me. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so happy for you. No, I'm so happy for you. Because the thing is, it's like, it's, I mean, living in the UK is the ghetto, you know? And like, these jobs are, um, just help us get by. They really just help us get by. And like, it can be so deflate, like deflating when you're constantly applying for these jobs and you don't hear anything back. Like I was telling my, um, one of my like mentors at my work recently, I was like, I don't know if I have another cover letter in me. (laughs) I don't think I have one up in me. So like when I hear people get jobs, I'm just like, I need to shower them because it's not just the fact that like they've, they've gotten through to the next stage of the process, but like the determination that they've yeah. put themselves to get there. It needs to be celebrated too. So I hope you're doing good to yourself. Thank you. To be fair, like, um, since I've started working in finance, I've been pretty good at getting interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've, yeah, but I, I'm just, I'm, I need to be a bit better at nailing them. So this, this, um, like the last one I did, it was a very hard position. It was a very, very competitive role to get into, mm-hmm. but I got it. I mean, amen. And then, yeah, this is another 
competitive role, but I'm just going to put the same effort that I put in. Like, you know, um, there's a lot of people supporting me. Want to thank them. I've got a really good and supporting manager. Amazing. Uh, got a really good supportive, like even friends, like within the organization. Space, I work yeah. With, they've been so supportive. So, like, big shout out to them as well. Oh, no, I love that because it honestly, like, having like people that you can fall back onto makes it so much more like, motivating you know like it's reassuring you're able to like like walk with so much faith because you've got your support literally next to you you know absolutely no well well, with all this good news let me take you to the first segment and that is the divine um the divine is where we nominate a good thing in um yeah what what are you going to nominate this week i'm going to nominate and this is probably going to sound a bit odd but I'll explain why. Uh, my house plants and oh. just 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 plants in general. Yes. Jeez, uh, I don't know where to start. Like I, I've I've got about um, sixty house plants. Six zero. Yeah, six. I've got just about sixty. Yeah. Six yeah. zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's about. There's quite a few on my desk. This is like a, mon- a mini monstera. Beautiful. And um, it's propagating in perlite at the moment. So somebody gave me a cutting. I also have a variegated string of um, pearls. Oh my God. Wow. I've got a peperomia, which is here. Thank you for the. I feel like I'm in the best show and tell ever because I fucking love plants. And like, got, yeah. Incredible. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. It's my pride and joy. Uh, well, one of my pride and joys. I've got a, um, this is a air plant. So they, they don't need roots or anything. They, you just spray them, you just mist them, and they just grow and grow and grow. Incredible. Um, I've, got, I've got two of those. I also have, um, this one is taking a bit of a while to propagate. This is a, uh, um, another Monstera. Gorgeous. This is like an Adansoni. Um, I love the leaves. Yeah, it's a variety of Adansoni. I can't remember, I cannot pronounce it for the life of me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's quite a rare um, like plant to have in the UK. I've also got, and if, if you are a plant lover, yes, I do have a variegated Monstera. I'll probably show it to you like later on in the episode, but yeah. um, one of those that, that like one leaf can cost you anywhere from like 60 to 135 pounds. Wow. Um, and then you propagate that and it grows into like an actual, you know, yeah. like a real plant. They can sell for like hundreds all the way up into the thousands. Wow. So just uh, I'm looking after those, getting them enough light. In the background there, you'll see like I've got a monstera and a, a big monstera and a bird of paradise. Um, so Thank yeah, it's something too. that, yeah. And the reason why I nominated them is because um, when I first moved into this house, like I bought an abandoned house, um, it was a bit like got me down a bit. And mm-hmm. doing the DIY, I didn't realize how much, how expensive it was to like renovate a house yeah. um i'm so sorry to interrupt how old are you i'm 29 now oh my <laughs> thank you you're renovating a house you're out here getting these jobs and you've got 60 plants thank you thank you so much to stop you there because like i was just mm-hmm. like that is so well done well thank bloody you so done. Much. thank you i appreciate it it was it it's um it's been a it's taken like I can't lie, I am privileged to be in the position that I'm in. I'm not going to deny that. Like if you're not a homeowner, 
it's hard. Mm. It is hard. And I am I am so privileged to be in the position that I'm in. So it's like it's not like, oh, whatever you got out, I would never do that to anybody. No, um, of it's, so. it's it's bloody privilege. Um yeah, and I was I, I was lucky, like I did have I wouldn't say I'd had help, but I because of the job that I'm in with finance, I managed to weasel my way and get mm. a mortgage. So yeah, one of those up there. But the plants, okay. um, when doing all the work, like there was days when I just got overwhelmed, didn't really want to get out of bed, um, here by myself. And I just thought the plants, I can't see them die because they're living things and I just care for them. Yeah. So it was like they just give me a reason to get out of bed. How's this one doing? How's that one doing? Yeah. How's the propagation on this one doing? And what's what's happening there? And do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you get pests, sometimes you get things like root rot. They're like your babies. Like, you know, they yeah. just give me a reason to get up. And they look so I know when they like really grow and flourish and all those kind of things. It's just it's I know the house is just it just yeah, it's gonna look amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm honestly. I'm I'm just so happy for you and it's Thank hilarious you. that you like I just love spirit because you could have chose anything you chose plants I mm-hmm. literally I watered my um I watered a plant recent like literally this morning that I'd been neglecting and I felt really bad because like all my other babies are, like getting attention and this one wasn't and like Literally, it's just at my windowsill now and I'm just sharing love to it because I'm quite, I only got into plants fairly recently, like maybe over the past okay. like year and a half or so. But since then, it's been such a journey and I've been able to learn so much about um, environment, space, like even grow, like so much. Um, can't say the plant's names for the life of me, but mm. <laughs> I've learned so much in a short amount of time. So like even I went to, where did I go? I went to this place called The Range um, okay. in um, in Slough uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And it's it's like it's like a, it's like B&M, but like. Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple here. Yeah. Oh, well, you've been to The Range as well? There's one about, obviously about less than a 10 minute drive away from my oh, house. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I went to their, um, their garden uh, like you know the garden center and oh it was gorgeous I was so close to buying a new plant but I was like Sarah like look after your let's let's read let's do a clearing of the house and then you can buy another plant <laughs> because you know like, what, well. sorry carry on, carry on. no 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 that that was literally it <laughs> oh okay like one thing I've learned as well when buying plant like I've become that much of a snob now like I, I can tell like how they were raised. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, getting sometimes like, but you definitely reach out to me like if you want like tips and if you're looking at plants to buy, because sometimes you'll have plants, right? And they'll be growing in an environment where they've got constant lights on. Yeah. Um, they'll also have the right humidity setting and they also have things that watch out for death plugs. So what death plugs are is what they call a death plugs in the cloud world. So it's like, you know, when you um, like have a seedling, they'll put it in like a pot and in that pot, it will be something that is quote unquote biodegradable, but it's not. Yeah. And it's like, actually it's like, it's like a mesh that stays around the roots. Yes. And it, it will, yeah, it hinders its growth. So I've got like a fig tree um, and I've also got an aglonema and I've also got a few other plants that I need to actually just go and like take out their death plugs. Yeah. Because it's- they'll just be root bound, they'll rot and die. 
No, thank you so much because it's so funny. I've actually run to that problem with two plants because, like, you know, when you get it from like the supermarket or something, so they'll have it in like a like in a circle or whatever, and it's just yeah. like I didn't ask for that. Um, and they'll put it inside the pot so you can't see it. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, I remember my mum got a plant from it. No, my mum was like, "Oh, can you look after this plant?" And I was like, "Okay, mm. let me repot it because uh, no, it was flowers." And you know, dainty flowers like they're going to need so much more care. Like they're going to need so much more like gentleness when you approach them. My mum yeah. gave me these flowers to sort out, and um, I was like, "Oh, you let me repot it." It had a deaf. Did you say deaf plug? Death plug, yeah. Yeah, a death plug around it. And I took the death plug out to report into the thing and all the flowers died. Like literally within within a day, maybe even within a couple hours. And it's just so annoying because like I think a lot of gardening, planting is like uh learn like learn by experience, learn by process, learn by your mistakes, you know. But then when you meet someone who's like a plant person like you. Like it just gives you more faith again because oh if I if you saw the way that I like another reason why I probably have so many fucking plants is because on YouTube I'll be searching everything to find out what happened to my plants and now I've got all these personal ads about like, buying plants. Do you know what really got me into it as well? Yeah. Have you ever seen like I think it's black black girls who garden. Or black women with plants. Yeah. And there's also black men with plants, or there's black yeah. people with plants Instagram yeah. pages. I'll actually send I'll send them to you. Yes, um, please. And I've actually I've actually uh, You're gonna be yeah. one of them. I, I am gonna be one of them. And like there's some you know what, there's some nice queer people on there as well. They'll hit you with, like, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to like two of them in Florida, but you know. Um <laughs> I love if I follow them because yeah. I follow like I follow people like living their best lives in um yeah. America. That are gardeners, black gardeners. So that's lit. It's it's such a nice thing to see, and especially like when you just see black people just being so happy and joyful, and they just got like they've got like a massive bird of paradise plant yeah. in their Florida house. I'm just like, oh, there's one lady as well, you know, um, you know, Scissor's song, and she's like, good day on my mind. Yeah, she's playing the harp. And she's got this massive fiddly fig plot and the lighting in her house. And she's just rocking back and forth, playing this massive art. That's gorgeous. Just like my heart, my heart, like, that yeah. That is ethereal. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you so much. I'm literally looking at my plants, like, with such admiration now. Like, I, even, I, I bought another pot to re... I got a peace lily for my birthday. And nice. um, it's gorgeous, it's thriving, but it needs a serious repotting. So I need to, I'll, I'll do that t- actually today. I'll do that today um, before I go to bed. But yeah, no, thank you for that nomination. You've given me you. very welcome. green fingers back again. It was really comforting. Um, oh, no, lovely. I'm actually, for my nomination this week, I mm-hmm. am, sorry, if it looks like I'm moving um, the I'm page. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I'm basically reading something off Twitter. Um, because that's my nomination this week. So I've spoken okay. about her before. Leona Nicole Black is an mm-hmm. oracle, a tarot reader, like honestly, just a be- beautiful character. And um, she did this Twitter spread on the 2nd of May. And basically it talked about unspent rage and she wanted to share the, her message that she received from her altar with the collective. And basically yeah. it says... 
Here you go. Sometimes we're trying to do everything with our rage except go to war for the love and defense of ourselves. It's the restlessness of rage that refuses that refuses our apathy. It's the restlessness of rage that says healing is sometimes scolding heat applied to a wound. It's the restlessness of rage that won't let us make peace with liars, even when it's us abusing the truth by saying I'm okay or it doesn't matter. When we pray for change, our rage shows us how. Challenge the status quo and be destructive. Use the creative power of chaos. Azuli shows us conflict is necessary and we should be as loud and angry as we need about what hurts us. Agwe la flambu shows a boat riding on top of a lava without damage. That is, when we take action, we are not harmed or consumed by our, our anger. Instead, it clears our path. And like, she basically wrote a thread and I had to read those specific tweets out because I think they were just so affirming to me. I think for a long time, I was in fear of expressing my rage. No, actually, let me not say that. I was, there's many sides to me. There was the side which wanted to be the bigger, better person. There was the side to me that wanted to burn every single thing down. There was the side to me that didn't want to be the angry black woman. There was the side of me that was just exhausted, you know, from just speaking my truth all the time or um, defending what was right all the time or what, what I deemed to be right all the time. And I think when, especially when I went to uni, like I saw a change in my behavior because I wasn't moving in a way that I used to. And for someone who is so self-assured and so expressive within their anger to change, to not be in anger, listening to, well, listening slash reading Leona's words was so effective because it shows you how much expression and how much spirit is in your anger, how much anger is of use to you. And as you are used to it, like, I think, there's so many people in the world and especially like if we talk about how women as well are sort of um, undermined in society for being deemed as crazy if they express their anger, it's so layered. So having someone like Leona being able to be like, no, it creates a pathway is so, so beautiful. She had a reading fairly recently where she expressed similar things and she said a shout out to Kelechi and a shout out to um, Amber, who um, is also known as the Quiet Revolution on Instagram and social media. And both um, uh, um, people are, um, both people are, um, spiritual teachers as well as people comfortable cussing out anyone anyhow and I think that's so beautiful because for so long we um sat on our rage we suppressed our rage and if you suppress anything on life it will implode or explode and it's literally just a matter of when So my divine this week, I just wanted to shout out Leona's thread and shout out to anybody else who um, is learning how to lean into their anger because it's so important. And this is the thing, it's not not like, the thing is, it's like anger is not, um, it's, we associate it often with something being extremely negative. Mm. And I, I remember there was a saying, there was a saying and it was like, 
I think anger is a secondary emotion. Like people mm. say anger is a secondary emotion, but somebody basically wrote this poem. I don't know who it is. Like nobody sued me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, I sat with my anger for so long or something like that. And then I realised that I was dealing with grief. Yes. Or I, I, that, that anger was, you know what I mean? And sometimes, even though anger is secondary emotion, like I don't, I, I don't get angry. I realised mm-hmm. like, uh, and if I do get angry, it's like, I really sit with that anger. I really mm. work with that. I really put that anger to good use. Mm. Uh, I put rage as well to good use. That so like, okay, I'm angry, I'm mad, but what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to lean into primitive, like, um, thought process. Like, I'm going to hit somebody over the head. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm mm. just going to be like, okay. I'm mad about such, such, such thing that has been said. I'm mad about such thing that has been done or not been done. Um, what do I do? do how, mm. how do I work on myself? What can I do to make sure I'm not in this um, position again? And even though, like, I'm always somebody who's of the opinion that it's like even thinking within itself, especially in this day and age where we're working ourselves to the bone, mm. that is a privilege. Like thinking, it's being able to sit alone with your thoughts just for like five minutes, ten minutes, mm. an hour. That is a privilege. It mm. really is. Um. But yeah, that's that's just what I thought of that. that no, but it's it's so true. Have you ever seen? Um, oh, so basically, there's like this me. Well, there's this photograph or like an mm. animation of um, anger as an iceberg. It's used a lot in therapy or psychology. Um, I'll link it um, when like this episode comes out. But basically, yeah. it's like an iceberg, and you only see the tip of the iceberg, which will say anger. But underneath the sea level will be um, hurt, uh, grief, mm. sadness, loneliness, um, all these different um, reasons to why someone is angry so it just shows you how like it's never it is a secondary emotion because there's always something beneath the surface people will only see anger as the expression and if especially if you're a black person like people want to see the anger in your expression so they just invalidate it you know yeah like, and they treat it like a primary emotion as well which is so audacious and dehumanizing Honestly, and it's wild because like you have people like Megan McKenna who literally made a um personality a tv personality out of her anger and she wasn't the first she she's just the the first person that's on top of my mind and i just find it really interesting because we well actually no let me take into the next segment this is the next segment it's called decoding the messes Decoding the messes is where we unpack mess, whether um, whether it is online or offline. And this week we are going to be talking about rage. We're going to be talking about utilizing our anger, um, making strategy and making pathway within the chaos. And I want to start with like all the backlash that we've seen. Um, not even let me not say backlash all the chaos, all the madness that we've seen on TLs over the past couple of weeks. So if you guys don't know what we are talking about, there has been some Twitter spaces which were um, made to... I don't even know where to start, actually. Where do I even start? So first... They were insult groups. Yeah, 
Let, no, you t- you took the ting. You took the ting. Oh, should I? Okay, cool. Like, these, basically, <laughs> these were these were incel groups of men, or when we refer to black men and we call them nick cells. No white people can't say it. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's like, true. <laughs> Some somebody was debating whether they no you can't. Um yeah, just you know, so yeah, we call them they're called Nick Cells. And um they were basically just targeting black women um and queer people. Mm-hmm. Um they targeted collection, they targeted Ronnie as Transphobic. Way. They made transphobic comments yeah. as well. Yeah, very, very disgusting remarks. And one of them. Um, I know a lot of people have smoke for the the main culprits. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's absolutely valid, 100%. But for me, I wasn't expecting anything less. It's not it's something that I've, uh, you know, I've been targeted by many Nick cells for my mm-hmm. queer identity. All sorts of whatever. But again, I, I, I wasn't expecting any better. Um, but they also wanted like people to be exterminated. They were going yeah. in on people's families, their their private life. Um, and it wasn't even like these people are they're, they're just it's not even like, oh, this person's this in their but no, these people are just existing. They're just they're just there. Literally. They're just there like and one thing that we should also mention as well is that um Twitter has this function where you can tweet in a community. But these people who were tweeting in a community thought it was private. So they were just yeah. tweeting anyhow, any way, any nonsense. And even though that is um, still horrible that and it bad that they were tweeting all these things, on the rules, it literally says anybody can see your tweets. So you're all yeah. dumb as well. You're all stupid. And we have to talk about the complacency within the other people that were added into the group, but just saw those comments fly. Mm-hmm. Because- Do you want to know what scared me though the most yeah. is that one person? Am, am I allowed to name people on here? Um, Nixel. I mean, you're allowed to say name Nixel, but you can't. I don't. I wouldn't say say the oh, actual right. names. That's fine. There's one person in particular, um, and. This part, we were shocked to find them there. Yeah. We were shocked to find them there because they always find themselves in black women's spaces and being like, this is wrong. And they're calling out these men and I work with children. And and then you were in there laughing at someone being accepted. Wow. Mm. Wow. Like you were like, wow. Wow. It's crazy. And, um, I'm also a bit disappointed in like the Twitter community, I would say, mm. for not giving him a good flogging because he deserves to be there with them. This was somebody who's infiltrating the spaces. And it's mm. like me as a man, as a mass presenting person, I'm aware that my existence, right? My my very existence equals the death of women. And I know it's a bit of a radical thing to say, but it's the truth that is mm. the way that men are in general so the fact that you've gone into a space and it's like i'm aware of my presence sometimes my presence i've got a lot of like womanist feminist friends mm. and especially on clubhouse we form like social rooms social groups and those kind mm. of things there and i understand sometimes they're like sid i know you're a queer man it's a but it's woman's always, and that's fine mm. but even to get to that point where there are some women who have been hurt so badly by men who 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 don't see any kind of um 
they just know that men are trash. Mm. For them to even welcome you into that space because you're talking a fraction of sense mm. and for people to be vulnerable around you and all the time you're kicking and laughing. and It's betrayal. And it's like, it wasn't even that as well. It was like there was even jokes about rape. Mm. Um, I'm not going to repeat them. But yeah. It's like, wow. Just wow. for you to be there. And for also people, and you can't even turn around and be like, no, 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 I don't know. I didn't listen. Why were they comfortable enough to add you? That part. Why, 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 why were they comfortable enough to add you? What, why, why, why did you accept? Why did you? You knew what these people were about. Why did you do that? Mm. So I'm so sorry. Like those, those like kind of people. It just made me very, very sick to my stomach. It's, it's really just reminding me of all those people back in the summer of 2020 that said they were white allies. Mm. And you found them like <laughs> doing a madness, like burning a cross on their neighbor's lawn. But anyway, no, but it's true. Like, yeah, like that was that was one of the first examples. Ah, oh, so that was one of the first examples of um, Twitter Spaces that required rage, righteous rage. The second one that I was a witness to was the one that was hosted by Kalechi, and it was the Tim Westwood, trashy Tim Westwood. Um, yeah. Uh, Twitter space And it made me so Frustrated Because you saw people Trying to do like um, How do you know how to explain it It was more like a, Was it I don't want to say that there was a reporter Who's like how do we know That this happened When this happened And it was like If you're in a Twitter space You're able to speak and talk your things on stage, but the hashtag will be running with people doing extra commentary. And there was a reporter who was trying to disinvalidate black woman's anger during this time. And it's just like, read the fucking room. Like oh, stop no, trying no. to be con- like contrarian and just be like, well, I think this. I know who you're talking about. I, you know? I think I know who you're talking about. Is it the individual who was like, how do we know that they were children or something like that? Or how? What? Why did you get into the event? Yeah. Uh, that okay, that individual is not just just to that way. Yeah, I'm not like you know um, that particular person. Can we say because she's a public figure? I'm sure we can yeah, say she's a public figure. Lynn, Lynn May. Lynn May. Mm-hmm. No, no, just just a very. Can I drag this person? You can drag this person. I do say though. Um, I'm going to have to send you another Zoom link. Ah! <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a dragon because, listen, you're a biracial person, number one. Like, mm-hmm. you need to, you do not have any single right as a... Uh, you have no right to come into a space for Black women and think that you can talk to Black women. That may work with um, cis-head Black men because they're very dumb, but that's not the case now. I'm speaking from, like, again, my dad is also... Um, like biracial well not biracial he's he's of a mixed heritage right mm-hmm. he could not go into the south asian community and start speaking to them like let, let's let's be very very honest like i understand that her mother is pakistani go and speak to the pakistani community with, with mm. the greatest of respect you couldn't do that and um, you keep going into spaces and saying i'm a monoracial like you like you're a monoracial black stop doing that just stop it secondly like 
you're up here as some kind of victim support for any kind of man who's been accused of rape or abusing women. You're very, very fucking weird. Very, very weird individual. And no matter how hard she rides the coattails of ZZ Mills, no matter how hard she tries to go and um, be on BBC um, three documentaries and you're going around with these Bluefoot conservatives thinking, you know what, I'm going to be the change that black people need. It's not going to work. Nobody is listening to you. And if we really, really, really really want to go and get into it you need to go and question your parents question your pet like really i really want you to go and sit down and because the 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 vibes that this individual gives me right the vibes that you're getting it tells me that you were birthed out of two parents that fetishized each other let's be 100 honest right because you don't have this you don't care about the humanity of black people and again that's something you would learn if your mom saw a human in your dad that's that's if i'm just being completely honest no she he, she fetishized him for black dick she he allowed it as the cishet black men do and that birthed you so at the end of the day go and work through your trauma go and work through your issues leave the black community alone you're not a spokesperson for black um, people there's many many biracial spaces where you can speak um at the moment, it is biracial people who are the daughters of um, Black Caribbean men who have the highest rates of domestic abuse. And I really want, you know, you could be a voice for them. Um, you, you, well, I don't think they want you to, but, very <laughs> but, you know, there are many places where your voice is needed. The Black community isn't one of them, with the greatest of respect. Wow. That dragging. Hey. Hey. Yeah. You came from my edges. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. But the thing is, it's like for so long, people have been in fear of calling out their oppressors or calling out people who are oppressing them, even though that might not be oh, the only oppressor. And mm. so long, we have been in fear of calling out other oppressors. But why is that when we know that rage is sacred? Why is that when we know that it clears pathways to determining what we value and what um, boundaries will have for the communities mm. around us and this is why I wanted you on this podcast because I remember we you were listening to, you were speaking for your share your mind suck your oh. mom nomination and you literally said where are all the white women for child Q and literally my spirit just went Whoo! because it's so true it's so direct it's just so like why is our rage dismissed, um, disinvalidated, ignored time and time and time and time again when it's righteous, mm. it's completely righteous? And like we black people have been forced to quote unquote be the better person, whilst people, I don't know, quote unquote be the better person and give. Yeah white or people of colour the benefit of the doubt, but that same doubt is used to manipulate man. Yeah, 100%. And and the benefit of the doubt is never given to us. Mm. And it's like, no matter how you navigate the world, you're always going to be the villain. Like, you're always going to be the... And and, and this is why I think, like, when I look at my, my... the first three bits of my natal chart, it kind of makes sense. Sometimes... Like, this is the Gemini moon in me. Sometimes I don't want to be the better person. Sometimes mm. I want to see the world burn. Sometimes I want to fight with you in hell. Mm. But sometimes I'm actually just going to leave the, the, the best. If I really want to hurt you, if I really want to fight you, the best thing I can do is leave you alone and mm. let you just spiral into your own demise. And I think um, 
the reason why I said that comment about like when it came to child Q, like where are the white mums? It's mm. like that. I wish I had more time to speak because we always and um, this is probably a little bit of like a not not politically conservative, just the, mm-hmm. the term. So the, probably the black conservative side of me is that well, um, um, we just had a slight break, but oh. Sid, you're going to tell us about why you stood up and mentioned that comment about Shai Kuyu? Oh, yeah. Like, I just found it... Uh, I mean, it's like we always... Get, I think in the past five years, mm-hmm. Black people, uh, monoracial Black people, like, we've realised that pretty much anyone can call themselves Black. And I'm, I'm so... I'm very tired of being gaslit Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very tired of people who have got, I don't know, a biracial parent and then a white parent and then will still call themselves black and be the face of blackness and be the face of those kind of things. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. If you are social, well, you're quote unquote socializing yourself as black and calling yourself black. Because uh, how old are you, by the way, Sarah? I'm 25. Okay, cool. So you're okay, cool. So you would have been a few years behind me in, in secondary school. Mm-hmm. So I can remember when mixed race kids and other non-black kids were calling us blick and calling us all of those kind of other things. Literally. And I'm sorry, but I find it very interesting that now all of a sudden you're calling yourselves now black because it's cool to be black and we've reclaimed that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but if your children are black and that's what you're like saying and that's the stuff that you're going by okay where are you when it comes to protesting for your black children where are you at or where does it where where are you when it comes to protesting for black children in general mm. but because it's not something that you can benefit from because it's not a bandwagon that people can jump on because we're not centering black men or because you know a lot of people listen black lives doesn't matter to a lot of people it's black mm-hmm. dick and it's the biracial children i'm so so sorry i am so 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 sorry we saw the placards in the summer of 2020 where they were like i love black dick so don't yeah. shoot or all them foolish literally and i was just like seeing that at protest it's like it's actually mm. horrific. It's humiliating. It's humiliating. Like the black community have so much versatility and now they're in pain. Now they need your help. You're still using this opportunity to find man. Wow. Sad. <laughs> so I'm just saying like, like from then on, I just knew. I just knew it's not black lives that matter. It's, it's black dick. And you will not be here for a protest when it comes to black children. You definitely Honestly. will not be here when there's a black women. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to be too controversial on your podcast. <laughs> no, but um, I've, I've appreciated your honesty and I appreciated your directness because like, like I said, it's righteous rage. And I think like, okay, so I want to say two things. First of um, Kelechi's got Kelech after um, the response of those horrible and horrid comments that um, she received, all that harassment. She had a podcast the following week, um, the following Monday after. That was one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to in my entire life. It was so beautifully said. Like she literally started the dragging with the Bible verse. Do you know what I mean? Like she was, she she was letting these guys know that. If you want to keep my name in your mouth, 
this is the um uh response you're gonna get and it annoyed me not collectively but annoyed me how like on this week's episode or I think she even said it on an Instagram story how people have commented on a one star review and been like oh wishing for people's downfall is not okay etc etc yeah something like that I think I saw it on her Instagram story and it's like babe you okay let me tell you why that's wrong number one you guys are all doing it in private you guys are all doing it in private so when you've got someone who's confident to say it with their chest confidently in public now you're all shook like that's not fair and the fact that she got bullied but um especially because um she asked people to keep her name their names out of their mouth in 2019 she's always said she's a private person leave her alone exactly and in big big 22 you still thought you could drag her energy into it and you must it's giving obsessed it's giving why are you so obsessed with me boy i want to know <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because it's like it's 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 terrifying how like in that example, black men were encouraged to develop a space. They literally had their right to make a safe space where they could talk about anything they want, but they still found time to ridicule and humiliate black women. This is a thing. Sorry, I don't know you. No, don't honestly, please. Oh, I thought you finished. Um, like, whenever spaces are held on Clubhouse or on Twitter spaces and they're centering either women or queer people, you always get black men that will come up, cishet black men specifically, that will come up and be like, oh, but this isn't important because black men are being shot at this rate and black men are being homeless and black men are in prison. Okay. Well, then create the spaces for them. Mm-hmm. But the spaces that you are creating is to go and chat other people. Mm. It's to go and wish for the extermination of other people. And I don't understand. None of this is none of this is saving your life. None of this is stopping your mum's um, council flat from being gentrified. None of mm. it is is actually benefiting you. But here you are talking, talking, talking up things. It doesn't make mm. any sense. So when the next time, and this is why I can't like first time I saw somebody get dragged for bringing up men's mental health, I felt bad for him, but now I get it. Now mm. I get it. Like, after being in these clubhouse streets, uh, I'm a clubhouse veteran, like, yeah. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, it's like, that's the thing. I think for so long, we, we didn't want to move as mad as other people, right? But the people who are moving the maddest and the baddest have have no shame and they're so reckless that you need to meet them with the same energy. And it's weird because I am conscious of like not being um, like uh, ableist with my, um, well, perception of people because I think sometimes... Well, actually, let me use Kalechi as an example. Like, even in that dragging, look how much compassion she had for that person. I agree. And I think she went, she went, she she, she dragged him good, but she went easy on him. Yeah. Went easy on him. Yeah. And I think, but that's the thing. I think as a spiritual, like, aware person, I mean, we all are spiritually aware, but like, because she's been able to, like, 
um, really put, like craft her gift over time, she's mm-hmm. able to see the dualities and the timelines that are coming for this person and the ones that are coming for her. So she realizes that it's not, obviously it's deep because it's hurtful and he needs to be dragged to the bottom of the pits. But she also realizes what is for her is going to be so much louder and so much celebrated for her that she doesn't. Um, it's like she can she can see it as she can see him for the, for the shit that he is. Does that make sense? Mm. But, but you know what? I was just um, I was looking at my notes and I was just understanding this idea of like utilizing your righteous rage and like. Um, just talking about how like We need to call out of expressors Because expressors uh, No so <laughs> We need to call out our oppressors Because they will just carry on Comfortably If you do not And as soon as you tell someone about themselves They know when to leave you alone You know And I'm just tired Of people dismissing the fact That because someone moves mad and they can claim mental health, that they can also ignore the pain that they've caused. Mental health will contribute to how someone processes things, but that doesn't influence the impact of the pain that they're causing me. And why should I undermine my own pain, my own heart space, just because of what you've done to me? You know, like this is one example. Like I had this, um, I knew this person, right? And they would have like um, tantrums where they scream at everyone. Everyone says the most horrible things, right? And she was going through it and mental health did influence. So um, she, and she openly expressed it. She apologized. Okay, we're cool. First time it happened. Second time it happened. Third time it happened. Fourth time it happened. Okay, right. So in reality, it should have never got to a third in reality. But exactly. But this is the thing because of quote unquote mental health, we are all, we are able to dismiss our own comfort and our own peace because we want to compensate for the um, discomfort that the other person who was screaming. Um, had and this is a pattern that happens in so many problematic relationship dynamics whether it's romantic or friendship or work and I'm I'm not um be I'm not entertaining being that pattern anymore I'm I'm solving it I'm I'm breaking through it I either leave you at your bullshit or tell you about yourself so you can come with a different energy and I think that's one thing that I want to learn in this space and learn about talking to people like you, talking to people like Kalechi, talking to people like Leona, because the only way is through and I'll be damned if I'm going to be consumed by my um, frustration, by my rage and it not be of use to me. Like what? So I'm going to feel uncomfortable because someone decided to move mad. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. Nada. No. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, it's it's very interesting you said that about the mental health thing. Like obviously, I think everybody who anybody who like who has any mental health conditions, like you deserve the care, the treatment, the the space to be able to heal and also be accepted and be valid. I will always say that. However, 
I'll draw the line at abusive behavior. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand there are things like schizophrenia. I understand there are things like bipolar, psychosis, um, narcissistic disorders. Um, I get it. I absolutely get it. And I remember there was this one time, I was like 21 at the time. Yeah, I was probably about 21. And I used to work at a supermarket. Mm-hmm. And quite, quite, you know, one of the big four. Mm-hmm. Horrible woman. Horrible, horrible white woman. And she was just a bully. Mm-hmm. An absolute bully. Like, a horrible woman. And I'll never forget the time, what happened. Uh, my manager, like, she tried to, she wasn't even a manager, she was the same level as me. Mm-hmm. But because she bullied so many people, people like folded and caved into her and stuff. But I wasn't really, I was just really like, whatever, I'm doing what I'm going to do. Yeah, and I just did my for best work. Ignore, yeah, I just did my best to ignore her. Mm. Um, and then one time she got physical and I was just like, what the, what the hell? And then mm-hmm. I was like, not putting up with that. Not putting up with that. So I just went to like, but something, manager must have asked, oh, I don't need you here today. Can you go there? So I went over there and she goes, what are you doing in a, I was like, nah, I've been told to go over there. And then she starts knocking stuff over and going mad on the shop floor. So I went and just, I obviously, the first thing I did, I put in a complaint. I was like, nah, not going up with it. And I was like, oh, but you know, she's got mental health disorder. You know what the first thing I said when I said? What about my mental health? Yeah, exactly. That. That's it. And that's always, that's always, I'm so sorry. Like, same thing um, on Clubhouse, there was this very um, twisted individual and I've made about two rooms dragging him and they te- trended on um, Clubhouse and Twitter. I've dragged the life out of this man. <laughs> um, and they were like, oh my God, he's mental. I was like, what about my mental health? I'm, and exactly. I'm, it's the thing, when people do that, like mental health is not an excuse for you to put up with abuse. It's not. Exactly. It's, that. It's not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a full-time carer. I don't, I don't work as a mental health worker. I am not. I, I, you know, you were. I, I'm not one of the NHS members of staff. You were clapping for. It's not me. It isn't me. Mm. I literally log into my nine to five. I do what I'm doing, and I go about my business. If there are people, and I get it, there are people who deal with things. I'll give. I'll give you a pass. I will give you a reasonable pass. Mm. But put up with abuse at your expense. Exactly. Me? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Shut that shit down immediately. And you I'm have sorry. To. No, these are the same people that will cry mental health. Have you seen a therapist? No, okay. You cry mental health, but are you doing things to better your environment? No, okay. Mm. You say like, and I'm not. I'm not trying to um, dismiss again. That's not what I'm not dismissing anybody. Not. I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry. You cannot use that as an excuse to abuse people mm. to cause people. You can't do that. I'm, and, and the thing is, there are some people who will put up with it, who will be more graceful and be more understanding. That is fine. I'm not against that. Do mm. what you got to do. But there are some people, right? I have my own mental health to consider. I have mm. my own well-being to consider. I have my own family to consider. And therefore, my threshold will be like no. Mm. And we don't. We don't. Like, and this is just like me again. I we don't have any rights. We don't have any rights to police the way that people respond to disrespect, to trauma, to pain, um, to being attacked. We don't because when we do that, we then side with an abuser, and we also then 
perpetuate abuse towards that person. It's like somebody punching you in the arm, Sarah, and I say, Sarah, Sarah, don't, 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 don't scream and shout. Don't, don't tell anyone it hurts. Don't, don't, don't react and don't, don't, don't walk away. I'm abusing you, and I'm sorry. That's what it is. Exactly. That's what it is. So, drag them. Do what you need to do. Um, she went wrong. Um, she was actually. If you think about it, she protected you for very, for a very long time because people wanted to know where you were the night of the traditional way. Exactly, and and we found out. And she's protecting. And she, we she actually said, "You know what? Keep my name out your mouth. I will protect you. That's what I will do. I'll protect you." And you couldn't even do that. So, and this is a this is another thing with the beauty of rage. Sometimes it's not what you're doing when you're rage when you're in rage. It's sometimes what you're not doing. And what she decided to do is, I'm not going to protect you. Oh my god, that that was beautiful. I'm. I'm going to make that exact part a clip. I don't know how, but I'm going to learn about my editing things because that part is, is, is wordly. Like what? No, you're so right. And I think like, I definitely know what I want to ask spirit for the tarot question now after you said that, because there is so much power and strength in our rage. We just need to express it. And one thing mm-hmm. that I've also learned through rage and through anger, whether it is indirect or direct or whatever over the years, is that it needs to be um, expressed as soon as it can. No therapy, no right. I mean, I'm talking about this as a personal opinion, listeners. So uh, do as you please with what I say, like even with any of my tarot readings, like take the meat and leave the bones. But no writing prompts. No um, meditations, no therapy, no anything has not been as satisfying as telling someone about themselves in that current moment, expressing that hurt and expressing that anger throughout that rage in that moment. Maybe sometimes people give it a three, a couple of days so they can like express themselves in a way that they feel more comfortable in. But expressing people when the fire is still hot it has this purifying effect to release said fire and it doesn't consume you because like in the times where I haven't expressed myself as much as I've used as I've wanted to it's just built up and then it's one thing that builds up and then another thing that builds up and another thing builds up and then you just explode and that's when you can um sort of misdirect your anger because you're just you just want it to release but actually you're upset about eight things but now it's come to either one person or one situation or one expression so I think I'm so happy that I titled this I'm literally I know what I'm titling this podcast and it's like I miss the rage because like I miss how honest it can allow us to be I miss how uh expressive and how affirmed it can leave us because like two things can be true at the same time. Like you can be in rage and feel confident. You can be in rage and feel um, joy at the same time. You can be in rage and feel grounded at the same time. And I think that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast because I want to bridge the conversation of rage, of anger, and how can we use our righteous anger especially as black people to move forward because we can't do what was going on before because that just won't run like i'm tired (laughs) i'm tired i hear that 
that's all that's a whole word I, I hear that and it's like <sighs> what do we do with it all like what 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 do we expect me to do like this and it's i i am um, i'm at the point now where it's like again there's so many things that we can do with our rage and i don't know if you've seen recently um i know you're not on social media but the latest uh, yeah so you know what I no let's no let's talk about it can you tell us a brief synopsis of the story that's emerged right. so allegedly it's been reported that kevin samuels has died of a heart attack oh this reported... is all the news i was going to talk about but carry on oh was it not yeah i've got another news I thought we were just a liar. Like, I thought there's I was going to chop something I mean, technically, together. To be fair, I, I had heard of that and I did know of it, but I was talking about some news about two school children, two black school children. We, yeah. Okay. I was, okay. Should I go with this one? Because it's mainly with the rage. Let's talk about Kevin. Let's oh my Kevin. God. Isn't that a film? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're funny. Um, <laughs> no, no, apparently, he's it's not been confirmed by his family or anything. However, um, the internet is divided. A lot of people are crying. They're looking for a leader now. Um, Kevin will be proud of some of you, Nick Cells. He'll be looking up at you from hell and um, seeing how like well you're doing, and you know. All the foolishness. Um, yeah, he's become one of your ancestors. He's become someone's ancestor. Yeah, well, I saw that tweet. It's like, at least you guys got an ancestor to pray to. I was like, you guys are making me laugh today. Stop. Yeah, we, you know, the whole ancestor thing. You know, when some people be like, oh my God, I'm going to pray to the ancestors. So be careful which ancestors you're praying to. Let, let, let this be a lesson because some of your ancestors sold other people. Some of your ancestors told on, on others who were trying to escape to Massa. Some of the ancestors will literally manifest you staying in your job at Tesco. I'm not even being horrible. I'm like, not, not shout out to the Tesco workers. You know, <laughs> Do you know what's so I'm funny? There's going to be someone listening to this podcast who works at Tesco is going to be like, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? There will some that will manifest the fact that you will not get to Super Bowl, whatever it is. Just be careful in it. But um, the internet's quite divided because some people are like, okay, he's dead and what? Some people are like, okay, I'm glad he's dead. Uh, some people are like, oh my God, this is so bad. How can you say this? But this is the thing. This is what rage looks like. So people have kept it inside and kept it inside and kept it inside. And now that this man is dead, they've used that rage from the disrespect and the, the very, very bad things this person has done. Like this person mm. has basically said, like, I just want to give a quick trigger warning. Yeah, um, he's basically said things like, you know, if your child comes to you and alleges that, you know, there's been sexual assault from a partner. You you don't believe your child. What? What? Terrifying. I'm so I'm so sorry. What, and and that it's okay to hit a woman. What like you and you, you know if you, there's nothing wrong. This person said you can hit a woman and da, 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 this is why you must do it. Again, like there are people who have had sweet and loving, caring partners and listened to Kevin Samuels and it's turned their relationship upside down. Exactly. It's put people in danger. 
it's 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 changed people's and these people have had families people have had kids together mm. all of that sort of stuff and if that person wants to go and turn around and say listen don't you dare ask for my sympathy this person's dead mm. don't you dare like if that person's eloquently said i do not care i don't have a care politic towards this this is what the rage can look like so mm. now we're seeing the rage that so many people have had from from black women specifically queer people mm. i don't talk about this man i don't and again, Lin May, like, I'm so sorry, you you shared this man a lot. Somebody check and see if she's okay. Because, like, again, I, um, I don't think he's going to call you high value. Do you know her name is Keisha? LaKeisha. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. Did anyone know that? Yeah, her name is Keisha. Um, it's spelled with a Q. And this is the thing. She's 35 years old. No man has picked you yet. <laughs> wow. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Like, you know. Um, I really oh thought she was her, her um, yeah, I really thought she'd been picked by now, but she's 35 years old. I wonder what Kevin Samuels will say about you, but anyway. No, but um, this, do you know what? It's hilarious you said that because so many of these, like, a lot of women who also, like, um, uh, mm. affirm the, uh, Kevin Samuels rhetoric mm. are also not getting picked. So what is actually benefiting you? to spew this vitriol around and share it and project those standards onto people that are just living their lives. But then it always comes down to me. Sorry, but I always think like, you must not be happy or self-assured because people who are truly happy don't give a fuck. They don't care. But it's the audacity of her though, because she's always like liking and loving these clips, clips of where it's black women being degraded. And again, you're not a black woman. So again, I don't really get why you're in that space. And I think I, I don't understand. Like, why have why why have you not found a colorist to love you yet? I don't understand. Love, I don't understand. I'm crying. I'm actually I'm I'm screaming. Why, why have you found a colorist to love you? Why have you not found a colorist to love your light skin? After she was saying um, no darkies and stuff, and her, her old stuff has come up, and she's calling black people darkies. Why have you not found a black man like your dad who again didn't? Obviously, doesn't like black women. Why have you not found one yet? Like, yeah, just five and single. Stop it. But but again, I'm not. No, I'm not trying on. to like subscribe to Patreon. Sorry, I'm not trying to like subscribe no. to the whole patriarchy thing. But I'm saying, if, if since you want to play by the rules, I just want to know, love, why they're not working for you. That's exactly all. Like, that. Not, no, not to say you, you know, being a, I'm probably going to be single at 35 as well. The rate I'm going, but you know. I'm, I'm not subscribing to the bullshit she is. No, I'm not subscribing to it. It's actually bullshit. So, as we close up decoding the messes, what are your thoughts on righteous rage? So my thought on righteous rage, I think the clue's in the word, like, we're all entitled to rage. And I think that as um, as a Black person, it doesn't, they're going to call you angry anyway, so do what you want. And I mm. think... Um, the society that we live in, the world that we are in, we don't know what justice, fairness, morals. It's not really, it's not really been taught to us. These are things that you hear in the fairy tales. These are things that like people say so that you 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 don't stay in line. Yes, you stay in line, but I'm sorry, the world is not fair. And if you want to have like if you want to be entitled to that rage you are entitled to that rage if you want to utilize that rage however you want that's up to you it is okay to want to see the world burn it's okay mm. i'm not saying it in a like just to, to, to say that some people should go out there and do their fuckeries yeah. but i'm sorry there are people literally like 
we're, we're told from a young age on the Disney movies that there's always a happy ever after. No, there's a lot of people not seeing happy ever afters. There's a lot yeah. of people in their homes right now. So fuck the happy ever afters. If you want to be angry, if you want to be enraged, if there's something that you do want to do or don't want to do, as long as it serves you, go and do it. Mm. And I'm not I'm not saying this like, again, please don't think I'm inciting any violence. I'm not saying no, no, you're not at it. all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, sometimes walk away from that job. Walk away. Like, think, actually, I'm not going to participate in this. Actually, I'm going to voice my opinion. Actually, I can't afford to have a care politics. This is so many ways in which rage can work. Mm. I think, for me, when I've been at my, when I've been enraged or when I'm annoyed or when I channel anywhere into that, I think I, I... I find that's when my integrity is the truest and that's when it's the most tested. So uh, that's just what I wanted to say for... Um, Amen. That was yeah. a beautiful closing. Honestly, no, that was amazing. And I think what you're saying is going to reaffirm by spirit because even now, like, I'm getting all these downloads from as you're mm. speaking and I was just like, oh, God, spirit, it's going testing to me. But um, no, that was such a beautiful way to close decoding the messes. That means we are in tarot talks and that's where I give a tarot reading for the collective. I just wanted um, advice on, from not even advice from spirit. I just wanted like uh, affirmation from spirit on how we can move with our righteous rage. But if spirit has any advice, let us know that too. So is it okay if you breathe in and out for me? Yeah. Thank you. And tell me when to stop, okay? Stop. Okay. Oh. Okay. Right. You can't make this fucking shit up. Okay, spirit. Um, is there anything, any advice, any other energy that you want to let us know of? I'll take that as a yes. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was going to take two cards. They were like, no. Okay, sick. And then Spirit, can I have... Oh, actually, no. Sid, please, can I have a number between one to three? Three. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, and a whoop, whoop. Okay. Actually, wait, no, let me put out one more card just for confirmation. Spirit's like, oh, do you need it, sir? Do you need it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I wish I could read tarot. I think I'd be a badass tarot reader. I, I think so too. Okay. I am quite spiritual. Like I am, I, I, I've got a very good, um, I'm very good at reading people's spiritual energy. Like I know things and it's yeah. like, if like let's say I've met you like you know we met and bonded in person, yeah. It's like whenever there's a friend who's like feeling low, or I I just can know pick... and I'm like, dude, what's up? So do you know what that's called? What? It's called Claire empathy. So Claire really? empathy is where you can recognize um, the emotional experiences of no, emotion, the emotions of others, um, mm. emotions of others, whether they're like near you or anywhere around the world so like you know when sometimes you could get a feeling of like oh that person's really sad let me call them 
that's Claire Empathy. And like Claire Empathy is one of, um, is really encouraged. Sorry, Claire Empathy is really, um, like I guess probably the, one of the mo- more accepted Claire's because of people's relationships with like birthing people. So like, let's say like my mom can, like I could be here, I could be in the UK, I could be in Africa, I could be anywhere, right? Mm. She birthed me. So she can tell, she can feel when my energy's off. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's true to a lot of people that have either birthed others or been the primary caregiver of others, you know? And I just find it really interesting because even the way you're talking, saying you can read spiritual energy is claircognizant as well. So claircognizant is where you just know things and you speak them. Mm. Like, and I think one thing that I, one of my roles as a way shower is that I'm literally showing people my way, but when they can understand that it's a perspective of what to do things they can understand what their way is so like earlier when i was telling you about my friend who is also a gemini moon sagittarius rising she um is also cognizant and it's something that she's really leaning to in her gift like recently i had uh, instagram live and um my friend uh, another friend on the live was like oh where should i go on holiday and she was just like oh barcelona and at first she couldn't go to Barcelona a couple of months back just because of, you know, COVID restrictions, regulations, all that wahala. And now Barcelona is like a green light from her ancestors. So it just shows you the more that you lean into your gifts and the more you lean into what is true to you, um, the more you can move forward. And that's something for all of us um, within the collective. It doesn't matter if they've used cards or have never read a book. Do you know what I mean, they are spiritual by nature because they have a spirit. Like they have so much wisdom within them, whether it's from their parents, their grandparents, their environment, their intuition, their fear, all of the conditioning that has influenced and also been disregarded in the evolution that is life, you know? So like, I find it, it even the more that I'm public with my gift and the more the public that I share conversations with people, the more they can also see it in their own life. And I just love that because like, it just it's literally the way shower like i'm just showing people what i'm doing and then it triggers a conversation like this do you know what i mean absolutely no i fucking love it look i'll fucking i'll get back to the tarot reading though <laughs> you have to do this again yeah well, if you if you want me to but yeah i'd love to do no, this again. What, uh, 100 100 um but let me get back into tarot reading and i'll speak on those things later Basically, the first two cards we got was the Seven of Cups and the High Priestess, right? And um, I'm using the Disney villains. Oh, let me see if I can take my background off for a second. Oh, can you see that? No, you can't. Let me. I do this every time. So do you see this? Yeah. It's Disney villains. So all the okay. villains uh, characters. And I'm using it because I want to talk about shadowy energy. And I just love the fact that it's Disney villains because it's like um, a soft and ex- a, like a a comforting approach to shadow conversations, you know? And what did I ask spirit? How do I utilize my rage? How do I work with my rage, you know? And they said the seven of cups and the high priestess, and this is like knowing your secrets and knowing when to act because the seven of, um, and and knowing what is of value to your action. So 
we see seven of cups. Seven of cups are um, a number that can communicate challenge, obstacles, go moving over something, right? Cups are a vessel which contain a body of water or whatever juice you want to put in. So maybe your water is your clarity, your options, your abundance, your creativity that's available to you. Maybe it is having a cute drink with your friends. Oh, look, let me, you know what? For the tarot reading, I'm just going to take it off because I do this every bloody time. So you see all these um, sort of um, tentacles that are holding all these cups. They are literally all holding the options and opportunities of value to you. So people could get this card when they're making a decision in their life, whether it is um, chasing the bag, finding uncertainty, moving to a different um, environment. It's all talking to what are opticals um not optical not optical it's like what is true and what is an illusion and wh- what is going to turn you to go through that and this is like moving through life it's understanding what energy is available to you and what is your heart most drawn to it's like timeline jumping and seeing which part of you is the direction of your decision is it your past you trying to move forward is it your heart space that's trying to move forward or is it like um, society's demands moving you forward you're always moving but it's literally what direction are you taking to? And each cup has a different um, character, has a different vessel, and that's a different facet to your identity. But, <clears throat> but one thing I do say is I personally think move towards your heart because when you make decisions with your heart space, you can never um, feel left out. Or you can't, maybe you just feel it rarely. Because yeah. when you move with your heart space, then you take in consideration what your true desire is and that you can allow yourself to um, deal with whatever the consequences or whatever life yeah. um, is thrown at you afterwards because you moved within your heart. And the high priestess comes back to talk about your collective subconscious. It's like having... Um, the divination, the mystical realm, the psychology, the, um, well, the dream space, the secrets guiding your decision. And like, I love this card because she's Maleficent, who's the character Mm -hmm. who um, uh, was the op to Sleeping Beauty. And I love that movie because the high priestess is so, so aware they're so intelligent but the world has made them ugly like they were out there living their best fey life doing the fey things and then some horrible human came up tried to take off their wings and now they've used their anger and rage to isolate themselves in um their world and cause chaos on sleeping beauty and those people those people deserved it because at the end of the day they came, one of them took advantage of her and um, stole her wings and then started attacking um, uh, like the fairy people. And it's like, with this rage comes the power of your, um, I want to say certainty, but that's not the word. There's something about expressing yourself and translating information in this power that is so true to you. It's like, you know how you were talking about integrity Integrity. earlier? And it's like understanding how the... 
And it's a part of me that thinks it's really esoteric. So I'm going to move on to the next card and I'm going to come back. Okay. Because the next card we got was the Knight of Cups. The Knight of Cups, because I asked for advice from Spirit and I got the Knight of Cups and that is literally following your heart. It's like you're on this change, this journey, moving through these different worlds and you're literally holding your cup open to see what the world has to offer you. But let's say if you've been hurt in the process, you're going to move your hand. This Knight of Cups is asking you to be brave with your hand. It's asking you to move with those emotions and move with the new beginnings that surrounding you because the options available to you are never ending. Like all of this... Sorry, it's very bright. So let me move this a tiny it's bit. Cool. Um, all of this is continuous. All of this is open. The only person that you really see is this character on their horse. And even the horse is like um, new beginnings. You know, it's having that like neutrality of being grounded with a creature, being grounded with the earth whilst you move through these transitional periods. And like, so, even, oh, okay. Right. I'm back. So High Priestess paired with the Seven of Cups with Righteous Rage is asking you to determine what is secret to you. So sometimes we move from a place where we hold all of our secrets in and we can reinstate shame in those secrets. So therefore we undermine the true power that we have in expressing ourselves. But now the Seven of Cups has come out to be like, you have so many facets to your character that you need to move with assertion because of the opportunities that will come towards you when you express yourself. I think the high priestess as well is sort of shunning away from the world and shunning away from the society because of the rage that has been um in like projected onto you or the, the rage that you've been made to feel but dismissed to have. And like the high priestess is like, no, come out in the world express that show your love the knight of cups is like move from move within it like move along it and earlier when i asked for cards um to come out um i actually used kelechi's spiritual seasoning for the soul deck which is an oracle deck that you can't get anymore the first card i got was the answer resides in your daily habits and i got confused at first because i was like look obviously righteous rage is necessary but what would you mean daily habits i got temperance card and the temperance and card is literally strengthening your spiritual to physical connection it's having everything in balance and like moderation and not and believing that there's something around you that moves you through what you're going through it's having one foot in the earth and one foot in the water so it's this sort of like bird's eye perspective that can remind you that you are a part of the world but you're not the only thing in it and I think the daily habits can mean that and I think I'm kind of guilty of this as well um so maybe this is a personal drag but I know that sometimes I get caught up in like um old arguments old ways of thinking old frustrations of people that I should have told better but the temperance is saying to you like look you did what you did then because of what you knew then and now with the temperance you can learn how to release that frustration back into the soil and share um the intuition of the skills that you've led yeah. on the, on the way as you move to your sunnier days. And at the bottom of the deck was um, the strength card. And this is literally getting comfortable with your shadow, like getting comfortable with the lion. Like the lion deserves to roar, 
But if the lion doesn't like move on its instincts, it's going to feel shunned. It's going to feel ashamed. And then it's going to become an even like louder roar, you know? So I think with this line archetype and the strength archetype, it's asking you to be compassionate um, with yourself in the times where you haven't advocate, advocated for your righteous rage because you're a full-blown being like you deserve to grow you to go to, you deserve to grow as much as the other people you give grace to and i think that's also reaffirmed yeah. by our other oracle messages the first one was like forgive yourself first and the second one was breathe in the blessings um breathe out the stresses so yeah, I think that's the tarot reading. I think spirit literally says be compassionate with your expression because there's so much to you. Oh, God, that was a that was a reading. Honestly, like I was gonna get the I thought I was gonna get the book out. No, let me get the book out. Fuck it, we're here. We love collecting. I was gonna because that's the thing. Like I was like, do I even add any more to that? But um, forty one. Um, breathe in all the blessings. Breathe out all the stresses. Um, breathe in, breathe as a way to remain present, breathe as a way to release all that keeps you contracted, breathe as a celebration of life. 26, forgive yourself first. You are not a bad person. If you, even if you made choices from a place of misremembering your divinity, show yourself compassion and forgive yourself for everything. Okay. And then 25, the answer to our prayers reside in our daily habits. Your prayers haven't gone unheard. In fact, the things you desire are already in existence. Seven of cups again, that timeline shift of energy. Um, have you made space for your blessings? Is it to the day-to-day -day things you do that decide when exactly when your blessings will have permission to come in? Wow. That not tied to me. I was going to say with that tie into the Knight of Cups with being leading your... Yes. Yes. No, 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 you're so right. I'm just, oh my goodness, now my head's missing. But um <laughs> but no, you're right. You're so right. It's tied into I think this is such a beautiful card pool because it's literally showed you that your rage is a reflection of your divine divinity. So use it. Like it's not any less of an emotion as um sadness or you know, like it's it's just as valuable to you. So when will you recognize recognize its value? Seven of seven of cups again, knight of cups, all cups energy. It's literally like emotions, intuition, strengthening the spiritual and physical, and being compassionate. That's what spirit wants you to do. Wow. Wow! 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 That was that was a read. That was a sermon. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm just reducing this light because I can find myself getting. Oh, it wasn't even that light. I thought it was. No. Okay. Let me leave it on this one. Um, amazing. That um takes us to our last segment, and the last segment is the direct message. The direct mm -hmm. message is where we leave listeners with a take home message. What would you like to leave listeners with this message this week, listeners? Oh, um, just since we've been talking about rage and everything like that, I think. With everything that is going on now, we're seeing, you know, governments not being challenged. We're seeing uh, people do a madness. We're seeing people being gaslit. I think the one thing that 
one of the precious things that we have that we're in control of is integrity. Mm. And I think that as part of channeling the rage, um, be true to your integrity. Be so true to your integrity. And one thing that I've learned from that and that I can take from integrity is that you will, everything that is meant to be yours will be yours. You will attract to the right people. You will move away certain people. You will, all of, it's, it, 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 everything will fall into place. Like, Amen. I'll give you an example. Like, for example, we're, we're, like even, even if you look at a job, like a job, for example, somebody might ask you, oh, is everything okay at work? And you're like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. But really, you're short-staffed. You're, you've not got the tools you need to do your job. You've not got, you know, all of those kind of things. You saying that is okay when that's not how you feel. How are you true to your integrity? And it's not, don't let integrity be what other people tell you it is. Do you know what I mean? It's your, I'm telling you to be true to your, your integrity. Um, sometimes people will tell me, Sid, you love pasta, you love mess, you love, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, so what? I've, I've done it because I'm being messy. I've done it because I love pasta. I've, I'm guilty, I've, look at me. Exactly, I love pasta. Sometimes, like, I want to call something up because I can hear this is just bullshit. And you know what? Part of me wants to pat. Be true to that integrity and don't let, no, once you're true to your integrity, nobody can beat you up. Nobody can say to you, you know what? You're this because of, no, whoa, 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 just a second. I've already admitted I was this person. Where do we go from here? So if it's anything that you need to take home, be true to your integrity. Say how you feel. Own your interactions. Own who you are. Believe in who you are. Love yourself for it and just be true to your integrity. Please, please, please. Amen. No, that was a beautiful direct message. Thank you. Um, I want to leave listeners with the fact that well, no, just the awareness and the affirmation that your rage is fucking sacred. Like your rage is power. Sorry, I keep on going back and forth with this thing. It's killing me. Oh, but cold. your intuition is linked to your rage. Your rage is linked to your boundaries. Your rage is also linked to your compassion. And once you cater and nurture that space for it, it also allows you to feel confident and feel empowered and feel like self-assured. And I pray and wish that for every listener that I have of DM talks like gone are the days of self-neglect from where we would ignore our rage or suppress it like we bring it forward so we create the pathways of um abundance that's available to us and I've also got some um homework for you guys <laughs> I guess okay. um have you watched Turning Red? No I'd recommend everyone to go watch Turning Red it's on Netflix. Um, I don't think it's on Netflix. It's on, it's on Disney Plus. I've got Disney Plus. Yeah, I've got it's on. Day. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus because that um, movie was a beautiful example of strength. It was okay. a beautiful example of fire and rage. But you know, Disney—they're going to keep. Well, they're going to keep it Disney. Like it's not um, going to be triggering i mean actually no there's some parts i think if you're from the same community as the characters in turning red are there's going to be similarities that make it really emotional for you you know like even when i watched encanto with um my community like half of us were crying because we've all experienced like 
um, relatives who've moved in similar ways. And like, one thing I say about turning red is that it's a very delicate and soft expression of rage, compassion, community. So yeah, guys, go watch it. It's sick. Yeah, I'm gonna... Pardon, sorry? No, I'm literally just typing that up now, turning red. <laughs> no, do it, honestly, it's really good. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I'm hopefully, this is an exclusive, I guess, because I don't know if I'll, um, if it will be out um, when this is released, but I'm decided to do a little series of the major arcana in media because my spirit team let me know so much information through me- movies, programs, all that good stuff. So I'm hoping to um, just pub, no, make my medium public so that I can showcase um, these interpretations and depictions that I found in spirituality, but also in TV. Because it's accessible, you know, and it's entertaining and I love shows. <laughs> That's amazing. Honestly, That's amazing. I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to look out for that. I'm literally, literally like, I'm getting into yours. I've also um, been listening to Joy's Wells podcast because I've met you and how, Joy. How yeah. great is Joy? I, do you know what? Like, listening to her podcast, like... I, I I listen to podcast mainly because I don't I, like when I was in lockdown I didn't like feeling yeah. alone and those kind of things. I like to listen to podcasts where there's intelligent conversation going on, yeah. and also I don't like to feel alone. Yeah, and like obviously your like Kalechi's one was just intelligent conversation and then just yeah, hysterics. Your one intelligent conversation oh, also you. just seeing people of my age group and it just gives me hope. But Joy's one, it's like. It's just that warm, fuzzy feeling where you just don't feel alone. Love that. Honestly. I've been on, I'm on our latest episode. I've been on there oh, as well. And they, well, I'm going to have to listen yeah. to that because I, so I found Joy, because Joy has quite short episodes. Well, when I was listening to Joy, she had quite short episodes. Great yeah. for when I was, I don't know why, but I hated cutting vegetables. I don't know why. Like it's, it's something that I'm getting over. <laughs> but I would always, when I used to live in Manchester, I always used to um, listen to Joy's world. Um, whilst I was doing my meal prep and stuff like that. And I just found Joy so funny, but I didn't even find them on, um, I, I, either they got shut. They either got mentioned on, um, like my Spotify list or they, or she, sorry, or she got, um, maybe a pop-up on Instagram, but I don't think so just because I didn't know, but honestly, I love yeah. So carry on, carry on. No, I, I just think I love I, I I just I think she's really funny. And yeah, I just really, really like her character. I like how honest she is as well. Mm. I haven't even like I know she's got an episode out with Kletcher. I haven't even listened to that yet. <laughs> I'm still same. like way in the yeah. low. I'm like, I like to go with the water. Same, 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 same. But um yeah. that takes us to the end of our podcast. And yeah. I am so, so, so grateful for having you on. We have I'm had so such Honestly, like we've had such an insightful, great conversation. Like there's just so much to it. And no, honestly, where can um listeners find you? Like, can you let us know okay. over your socials? Um, so at the moment, uh, my Instagram is Sid the Aquarius. That's S-Y-D-D the Aquarius and Ben. Um on Twitter, I am Aquarius Sid, but I might just change it to my Instagram handle. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but you know, you'll find me. I'll be here in these Twitter streets. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. um I'll put um this in the show notes anyway. So I'll just double check with you by the time when it releases. Thank you but so honestly, much. 
I've had, you've been an absolute pleasure and I'm so grateful for this discussion. I've been your host, um, Sarah DM, aka DM Sarah. You can join our spiritual community Discord chat. Um, Link will be in the show notes. The Patreon will be in the show notes. Um, Website, if you want to book a reading, will be in the show notes. I think the more that I do this, the more clearer and concise it's being. So I encourage and implore all of you guys to get a reading with me because you just heard that fire. You heard that absolute fire that just went down, the co-creation spirit. But um, for this week, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. And I shall see you later. Bye now. Bye. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye. Amazing.